0: I could feel that someone was awake in the house. I went into Dalton's room. There was something in there with him.
1: It was standing there.
0: I asked it, who are you? And it said it was a visitor. I said, what do you want?
2: It said Dalton.
0: I can still hear that voice. Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Chunky. And tonight we're going to be talking about the movie Insidious. So enjoy the episode.
2: It's so fucked up. I, I always, whenever, whenever I jump in on this shit and, I, and you guys do your introductions the way that you do it, I, I've heard enough of these episodes that I know, you know kind of how you're supposed to come in, but it's always just like, I'm Chunky. <laughs> I love that
1: you do that. I feel like our episodes with, with you versus Steven are so um, different, and they're they're both great in different ways. I but fucking I love like Steven. that you have I love that you have the I'm chunky he's like, hey, I'm so, chunky. So the,
0: the last episode we recorded with Steven, before we started, he's like he gave this whole long speech. He's like, I gotta change up how I'm in the intro because I always come in with the hey I'm Steve and it's just boring. He's like talking himself up, he's like, I'm gonna do something new. I mean so I'm we're gonna waiting. Do so wait. we're, waiting. <laughs> we're waiting. We're waiting. We're like we did ours, we're like, I'm Dylan, I'm Syria, and then he just is like quiet for a second. He's up. like I'm Steve.
1: (laughs) And and we're just silent waiting for something to (laughs) happen. He tricked us.
2: So for those of you guys listening to the episode, uh, we're doing something a little different this week. Uh, I am live currently on TikTok because it became kind of a running joke on the last couple episodes that I've been on. So uh, Dylan and Sarah are currently watching me talking to them. While well, we're talking to you, so this is this is like, this is going to go into deep places. We're we're gonna get into the weeds of this shit because, to me, I I, I had not seen Insidious uh, up until what like a month ago, and <clears throat> like this was right around the time where you guys started doing the show again, and I I just it's like on a fucking whim. I don't even know why the fuck I put it on. But I think we it,
0: had talked about covering it with you about a month ago. We just said like at some point we're gonna cover this, and you were like, "All right." And I was like, "Me, that.
2: me, yeah. <laughs> yeah." And so, um, I ended up putting it on, just like I had made an admission. Like, oh yeah, I've never fucking seen this movie. I was like, you know what? Tonight's the fucking night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see, I'm gonna watch this fucking movie. And I watched it. I, not to ruin my, uh, my score at the end really fucking enjoyed it, and I ended up trying to watch the rest of the films that night, but I was drinking port, which I kind of am kicking myself for not grabbing before we started recording, because it would help a lot. Um. (laughs) Put you in that
0: mindset (laughs) you were in that night. Uh. Uh, So the movie Insidious, it follows a family who moves into a house and they have these strange occurrences start happening. The son ends up going into a coma. Dalton. Dalton. um, And all of these ghosts start appearing and it turns out that he's actually astral projecting and has left his body
1: he's traveled too far. He's
0: traveled too far, and then these spirits are trying to get into his body. So his father, who experienced this when he was a kid, has to go into what's called the Further and bring his son back, who's being held captive by what's called the Lipstick Demon.
1: It's Darth Maul. It's
0: Darth Maul. It's Darth
2: Maul. It's fucking totally Darth Maul. Uh, But it's fucking effective. Like... (laughs) Darth Maul's super effective in this movie. I I
0: have I have feelings that I do will you I do, uh, let, I do
2: okay so um I had wrote notes for this while I was watching the film, mm-hmm. but I'm using my phone to go live on TikTok. <laughs> uh, I did the same. <laughs> but but I've seen this film like three times since the first time I saw it.
1: Okay. So I think I can. You've watched still... it that frequently.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's good, but. Well, I I watched it twice the first time I saw it, and then I, Dylan said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna fucking record it," and I was like, "Oh shit, I guess I should watch it again." <laughs> so I ended up watching it three times. So I have a fair remembrance of it. We and, just watched uh, it
1: last night. You yeah, You're we are all... way better
2: off than me,
0: Sarah. <laughs> Sira saw it in theaters. Actually, you weren't there with me. I I wasn't. Who did I go with? I think you went with Alex, but ah, um, Sira okay. saw it in theaters, and I remember her calling me the next day, and uh, she was like, "That movie was so creepy. You gotta watch it." So I think I bought it when it came out on DVD, and mm. I remember loving it. And it there's so many things that I'll, I'll get into as we get into it that are so effective. But I'm also like, not. I guess I'd say a pretty big James Wan fan. Um, I know that he's very hit or miss with horror mm-hmm. fans, but for the most part, the things that he's done, I've been a huge fan of. The first Conjuring movie, I think, is one of the best horror movies that's come out in recent that's years.
2: That's the only one I've seen.
0: You saw the first Conjuring?
2: The first one, and I Yeah, don't, after
1: that, there's nothing
2: else to watch. <laughs> I, legit, I, like, I know, uh, what is it, Lily Tomlin? Yeah. Not Lily... Not Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin is dead, isn't she?
0: Uh, I think it's like Lily. It's Lily Collins? Taylor. Lily or Taylor. Some, something like that. I know the Lily. one who plays the mom. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, isn't the dude from this in that as well?
0: He is. Yeah. Um, you can kind of see some similarities between this and the Conjuring too. I think that James Wan was starting to work on the Conjuring when he was making this, so there are a lot of similarities between the two. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. really
1: confused when because I haven't watched this in the, in a minute. And when I watched it last night, I was like, wait, is this the same universe as The Conjuring? <laughs> because, like, that's the guy that plays Ed Warren in all the Conjuring movies. But he's playing a different character in this one. And I'm like, they probably should have gotten a different actor. Yeah. <laughs> because this is, it seems like a movie that would be connected to that universe, and it's not.
0: Yeah, and um, as far as James Wan, too, like, I... I'm I haven't watched them probably since high school, but the first two Saw movies I was a, a really big fan of. They turned to mm. shit as they went on. I know that yes, well, they they're did. really hit or miss with people, but I, like- I think the first two were really effective. And, and a lot I really of people liked like
2: the first Saw, but that was it. Yeah, and I thought do. that the second Saw was kind of clever the way that they tied it together with the first one. But for the most part, I thought you know it was like this is a one movie kind of thing for me. I'm <laughs> I'm kind of over it now.
0: Yeah, and uh, because, a lot of people love *Malignant*. That,
2: I actually really liked *Malignant*. I liked I *Malignant* not. a lot. Did I? Watch and that? I know you had said you were yeah. you thought it was fucking ridiculous, but it to me it felt like. Did you ever see the uh, the film *Sisters*? No, we've talked it's about DePana. it though because uh, yeah, you told me
0: it was really fucked up.
2: It's fucking really good, like really fucking good, and, and yeah, fucked up is the best word for it. <laughs> um so it's like that but also like the the movie the dark half the george romero stephen king uh movie mm-hmm. it, it's very similar to that and so like i knew exactly what was going on about halfway through it uh but i still enjoyed the ride and i thought that that fucking prison scene was nutty <laughs>
0: just, it was
2: nutty <laughs> I, and, the right uh, word. sometimes nutty is is okay with me
0: yeah but, um uh, the all i don't not all of them but i know a, a decent amount of james wan's movies are written by lee wanell who actually is the guy who plays specs in the insidious movies um yeah. he's also i think adam was his name in the first saw movie so they work together a lot also that's
1: the one that was like that kept fighting with the other investigator, and they'd be like, i the, the most
0: Yeah, he was the year. nerdy and one, and he's
1: like, "No, I'm more. What I do is more important."
0: And, and they go on cute. to play import, more important roles in the, the sequels to Insidious. So, yeah,
1: I can't remember anything after the first one, <laughs> if I'm being honest.
0: Um, yeah. So, Insidious. Uh, standout things for me, and I'll I'll get right into it. The score is yeah so creepy <laughs> um the guy i don't remember his name because i have uh tiktok live pulled up right now so <laughs> uh, i don't have my notes but um the guy who did the score for the movie actually played the lipstick demon really yes
1: i, I his did hooves. not know that <laughs> i wish his hooves were painted
0: I didn't like the hooves. (laughs) That's what I didn't like about the lipstick team. Well, I
1: mean, I think that's why, though, because, like, like, the, like, goat hooves and things like that are very connected to, like, demonic, satanic stuff. Mm. So I think it was, like, you know. Yeah. He's the really bad one. The rest of them are, like, angry, pissed-off ghosts (laughs) where he's like, I'm the demon.
0: The reason I bring the score up, though, is that because you get that right off the bat um, because when the title card comes up, it's that string orchestra which is actually I think it was like thirty three violins playing at the same time.
2: Violins yeah, do have it. just like so the bad about them. And it's yeah. got kind it of was. like a southern style to it. You know, like, I feel
1: like um this movie in general does a very good job of creating anxiety with sounds. Yeah. Like the whole time I'm watching the movie I'm like uh, I don't uh, I don't like this.
2: So uh just an aside that has something absolutely to do with uh, the the soundtrack uh, that opening score I just I loved it so much I ended up making this like short horror film with my with my three boys uh, that was my youngest son's idea it's called uh, Huggy Wuggy Jump Scare <laughs> you know you know what the Huggy Wuggy is right you, you teach in school you're around a bunch of little kids I'm sure you've heard of the Huggy Wuggy
1: is it the creepy thing that all the, the little are? blue
2: thing yeah. yeah with the teeth yes. my nephew has a yes. stuffed animal of it yes <laughs> so does my son <laughs> yeah and so um he was like i want to make a huggy Wuggy movie and uh, i was like all right bro let's do it and so you know i i just listened to his ideas and that's what we made and um when i was trying to think of music to put under it it was like that was you know the most obvious thing to me because it was just so fresh in my mind uh, and that just that it's, oh, it's dude it's it eats at you and it's mm-hmm. that's something super effective and it, in the title card they hit it real fucking hard mm-hmm. and it just it, it, it sets this tone throughout the rest of the film that it has to kind of live up to and you know this is one of those haunting films and I feel like since maybe Poltergeist they've become very formulaic Mm -hmm. in their approach. There's also a lot
0: of similarities between this movie and Poltergeist. Yeah,
1: I would say it's a modern a modern Poltergeist.
2: Yeah it's, I've refused to watch that remake. I feel like I just watched it when I watched Insidious. If if I'm being terribly honest, that that felt like a remake of Poltergeist to me. Yeah. Um, because it just beep a beep, but uh he, he does something that I just, I fucking utterly love. And that was, he brought in Barbara Hershey, mm-hmm. who plays the mom, the grandma in mm-hmm. the film. And uh, she was in a film called The Entity. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but, I've seen it, but I have oh, heard it. it's the Entity special. The Entity is super special.
0: I know, I feel like there's somebody else that was in this movie.
1: There she Maybe is. Barbie, Barbara Hershey. See, I just recognized her from the movie Beaches.
2: <laughs> yeah. With Beth um,
1: Yeah. So I said to Dylan, I said, who does Barbara Hershey play? He goes, who the fuck is Barbara Hershey? <laughs>
2: um, but
0: yeah, adding to, uh, moving on from the score to another thing that this film nails is the cast. Like, everybody in this movie did an amazing job. Lynn Shay. I fucking love Lin Shea. Amazing. Um, and Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson are amazing. Is and Rose I, I,
2: Byrne British?
0: She's Australian. Australia. <laughs> and she Australian. I knew she had some or sort of accent. I don't
1: know any of these names you're throwing out there, so you're going to have to clarify. Patrick
2: Rose Wilson Byrne plays is the wife.
0: Yeah, I don't like him. Rose Byrne is the mom.
1: Who plays the old lady? That's my favorite. That's Lin Shea. I love her. Lin
2: Shayne. Lin Shay to be is the sister of Robert Shay the producer of New Line Cinema, and she actually was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. She's the school teacher, and yep. uh, she leads them into a reading of uh, Hamlet, if I'm not mistaken. That it's... it's it, That's what they're reading, is a piece of Hamlet, mm-hmm. where he's like, Oh God, I could be bothered in our jet. <laughs> that Like, that, that whole shtick, that's That's her, and then she had this like second life of a career when she became an older woman. She was in a lot of the Fairley Brothers films, like uh, she's in "There's Something About Mary." She's the super tanned woman, and she's in uh, "Kingpin." She's the uh, the landlord that Woody Harrelson has to have sex with. So (laughs) she she's had this like really awesome like latter career but she's been around since forever and it doesn't hurt that she's got Shay in her last name you know what I'm saying
0: well she's also worked uh she's been really connected to horror movies a lot and I think that I in my opinion I feel like Insidious really kick-started her like horror revival because absolutely yeah so
1: I just think it's funny that she looks so wholesome and sweet and she's in all the horror movies. Like, she's just so cute.
0: I mean, she plays a wholesome and sweet character in oh, the movie. Oh, yeah, so. yeah,
1: 100%. She was very... Oh, I loved her. I think she did phenomenal. She's the only one that I really care about.
0: Um, another thing I want to bring up with the movie is... Something that they use a lot to build tension in the movie is the use of silence in scenes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it's something where the they'll have silence and the camera will pan or zoom in on a certain thing that you're focusing on Mm -hmm. and it builds up a lot like sierra said like a lot of anxiety and anticipation because you're waiting to see what's going to happen and you know something's going to happen and it just leaves you kind of it really uncomfortable majority of the movie
1: can i tell you i can relate so much to any scene with like listening to a baby monitor and being like what is that, is that just static or am I hearing things? Like that's like a terrifying thing when my kids were like younger and we were using the baby monitor, I would like, I was terrified of those things. Like I did not want them on because it freaked me out and our house is small so it would echo Mm-hmm. So, like, I could hear the kids screaming downstairs just naturally. Like, why did I have it? I don't know. But then it would echo, and it sounded really scary. So, like, every time she heard something in the baby's room through the baby monitor, I'm like, oh, no, not again.
2: <laughs> so, so Sarah and, and Dylan, um, but Sarah specifically, because you saw this in the theater, so you were not with children at that point. Right? No, I did not
1: have children when this movie Yeah. Came out.
2: <laughs> so So, when you seen it initially... It hits a little different now that you're a parent, right? Because yeah. I, I feel like like a lot of the the terror in this film is targeted at the children, but they're kind of using the children as like bait for the adults. Mm-hmm. Like like it it feels like a much more mature film while still having the James Wansey jump scary fucking moments that you kind of come to expect with one of these haunting films uh but i feel like the 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 main focus of the tension was constantly and it kept coming back to the children and i felt Mm -hmm. like they they overused the the baby monitor in the film a bit that's that's one of my quibbles yes one time super fucking effective like you set it up at the beginning of the film but then you have a moment, and uh, I remember when we had uh, it was just our first our first boy, and it was just an audio uh, fucking monitor. Now, uh, for the last two kids, we had video monitors, like you know, video baby monitors. You put them up in the top corner, and you could see the whole fucking room. And um, those
1: are creepy as hell.
2: <laughs> they are, but. Uh, with the first one that was an audio one, because it would pick up signals from shit, because it's just, you know, it's just an end. It's like ostensibly a walkie talkie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so one time, my wife and I we were sitting out on the patio, we were having a cigarette, and uh, we lived in a neighborhood. It wasn't great. And uh, when we bought the house, We went on to the Megan's Law website, and they'll, you know, by law have to say all the sex offenders that live in your area. Mm -hmm. And when we looked, it it looked like our street had the chicken pox or some shit, right? Oh, Jesus. No. (laughs) And it's because we were at a far enough distance from the school and from the park uh, for them to be able to be there. But... So... That's always in the back of your mind when you're living in a place like that. But, you know, we're sitting out in the patio, we're having a cigarette, and we just hear this fucking voice. And this voice, it's it's not like somebody trying to be scary, but the way that they sounded was terrifying. And the thought popped into my head, not so much that they're sending this signal to us, but that we've been sending a signal to them. Has that thought ever crossed your mind that you know some fucking sicko could be like listening to your kid?
1: Well, I would say that my with my sister-in-law's baby monitor, mm-hmm. that one, yes, because I used to when I would go before we had kids, I would go and hang out with my sister-in-law all the time, and hers always picked up feedback from other people. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's terrifying. I've never actually experienced it with our baby monitor, but our baby monitor wasn't, it, it was, was the one video. The video ones, yeah. So mm-hmm. it had the audio, but it, it only connected <coughs> to, it was like the camera that connected to like our monitor. But like they're like putting out big things like you shouldn't get like the ones that connect to the internet and stuff because people are yeah. hacking them and talking to your kids. i like, yes. that is so freaking... who wants to do that? Fucking creeps. Yes, that's fucking creepy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's going really back creepy. to what you, you said about <laughs> it. Uh... We went off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, what you had said about it, like hitting different, this is the, I think the first time I've watched it since having kids. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I feel like, if anything, it, it made me appreciate the acting even more. So, for example, the scene with Patrick Wilson where, um, Rose Byrne's character is trying to convince him to do this, uh, like, seance or whatever, um... Have the psychic Yeah, have the psychic come in and he's saying, no, we're not doing that. And then he's in the room and he finds all the pictures and it says, like, last night I watched myself sleep and then I flew away. And he just has, like, a breakdown. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is amazing acting where, you know, it, it hits differently having kids. Yeah. 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 Because you can picture yourself in that situation. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think that prior to having kids, it's, it's definitely, like, the stereotypical modern, like, you know, spooky movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's... It might as well be part of the Conjuring universe. It's, like, that style of movie. It's, like, good, but it's, like, nothing it wouldn't be anything special without seeing that, like, I think that as a parent, your biggest fear is your kids being safe, you know? And I think that seeing that in their own house, their children are not safe. And especially for the mom, because the father was avoiding it very much. The mother in that situation, she was dealing with this all on her own and trying to figure out how am I going to keep my kids safe when like, I can't prevent whatever's in here from coming in, you know? And then eventually he, he faces what he has to face but he avoided i felt he was a dick he avoided that situation <laughs> so, so bad
2: here's a question did anybody else get like there was some sort of affair subplot that they just passed and yeah like, i feel like they, that's they why got they rid moved. of it
1: i have a feeling that's why they moved
2: but, like, the, it's funny. him working the long like, nights at the school and shit. Yeah. Like it, I don't it just, know if
0: it's, like, Mandela effect or whatever, but I feel like I remember there being an entire subplot of that. when we were. So when we were watching the movie last night, I was trying to, like, I was, like, waiting for them to mention it, yeah. and it never came. And I was like, I, I swear that they bring something up, like, oh, you're doing it again, or some shit she like did, that. did, in
1: the bedroom. They were, like, laying in the bedroom, and she's like... This when she confronts
2: be- him about him yeah. coming home late all the time
1: yeah she says something like "To like this can't be the same as how it was and he's like it's not the same oh, okay. whatever and then and then the next fight was like it's 10.30 and you're just now coming home like what are you doing and he's like I'm just greeting he's like, no you're not
2: yeah <laughs> it, it was really weird like what fucking school teacher stays? Uh, you're a school teacher. Do you stay home or at work until fucking ten o'clock at night?
1: No, sir. I run out of that place like I can't get out fast
2: enough. Like your fucking body's on fire, right? Like, <laughs> yes. who the fuck wants to be there? So, no, like I literally, yeah, thought, no. Like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I just like I'm watching that. And I'm like, okay, so why are we going into this affair subplot? Like, let's get to the point. Also, talking about the film hitting different, when the kid fell off the ladder at the beginning mm-hmm. and then he didn't wake up, holy shit, dude. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's like one of my big, big fears is oh, yeah. one of my kids hitting their head and then going to sleep and not waking up. Oh, and I, did, my just,
1: kids don't even have to hit their head <sighs> for me to be scared of that. That's <laughs> like if my kid slept through the night and didn't wake up and I wake up at seven and I'm like, oh my gosh. And like one of them's dead, I know. Yeah, it. it's <laughs> I crazy. To look. Yeah, it is. Being a parent's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's scarier it's, than
0: horror movies, I can tell you that.
1: Oh yeah, today it was. Uh, there's
2: there's there's another uh, plot that they use in this film, and and, it, and they delve into it a little bit more. And you had mentioned it in the uh, in the whole uh, what do they call that like, uh, the synopsis. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's dreamwalking mm-hmm. which is ostensibly astral projection that's what they're talking about is astral traveling and uh, so astral traveling and astral projection is deemed by many to be a very real thing Yeah. and there's when you dream that's what you're doing because you're your body, your physical body, has to sleep, but your mind doesn't. It's constantly working, and mm-hmm. so you your mind is working while your body, your your physical form, is asleep. And so, the theory is that <clears throat> you are, you know, if you if you want to get like theological, you're a soul. Um, for me personally it's you know, I feel like we're all comprised of energy and that we all share the same energy, but that part of the universal energy is is housed inside of this husk that operates and moves for a period of time to inform the energy of the universe and create some sort of greater understanding to the, you know, the larger, we the larger to universe, you know, you, you, get what I'm saying. So, yeah. so, um, that life is about experiences. And the reason life is about experiences is because experiences help you grow, um, as, as a person but also more so as like a spirit. And that energy, um, when you die, it re-enters the universe. And so, just like there's positive energy, there's negative energy. And, and if there's strong enough energy, it can leave like a stain on houses. Houses are just, again, the, the larger... Like man-made version of the human body, you know mm-hmm. we're we're sleeping in our houses just like our soul is sleeping in our body, and that soul can leave your body, and that's what it does when you dream. But there are people that can control their dreams and can control uh, the way that they they can focus their attention to project into different places and so like say for example you're you're you know thinking about you know your your brother that is overseas you know or whatever you know you're you're thinking about them just like you're just deadlocked on them and then you go to sleep and you have this really vivid dream of seeing them and they look like they do right now, and you know they're they're wearing something. If you were to call them, and you were to say you know what you saw in your dream, they might say, "Holy shit, that's what I, like we're on different times. Of, that's what was just happening." Hmm. Have you ever have you ever called had a dream so fucking like real that when you woke up in the morning, it, it sat with you and it, and it fucking bugged you? Or oh yeah. Or I have weird
1: shit like that all the time.
2: Yeah, so
0: I actually... Um, when we found out that Sarah was pregnant, um, about a week before we went to one of the... Like, the anatomy scan that you do halfway through the pregnancy.
2: Is that the 3D um, one or the just the regular sonar? Or, um, or sonar? Well,
1: ours was definitely 3D <laughs> because we were seeing... A, right, it was for Max, so it was high risk.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they about a week before we went to that I had a dream that we were at my mom's house in New York and we were celebrating like a birthday party for him Mm -hmm. and it was like second or third birthday party and I saw him and I swear to anybody that I tell this story to that who I saw in the dream is identical to what he looks like now and um when we went to the anatomy scan, they said that he had markers for trisomy 13 and 18, which basically would have meant that there—if he had these—if it turned out that he had this—he wouldn't have made it more than maybe a week after being born. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I—we have somebody that we know; she was actually used to be a, a school teaching aide at our high school but she's a medium She's
1: essentially the the woman in this movie (laughs) yeah
0: um she she's a medium and i've I've always been very like on the fence on whether i believe that stuff or not but she's she would talk to me about things that i never even told sira like Mm -hmm. very very deep personal family things that she's like oh somebody from like beyond is telling me this and i'm like i nobody i've never told anybody that But um, I talked to her and she basically said like yeah that's him communicating with you and telling you like everything's going to be okay Mm -hmm. and um, I had it again too with Parker before Mm -hmm. she was born so I've had those experiences as far as like dreams go
1: yeah
2: have you ever have you ever seen something so vividly that you were able to write it down
0: Um, I would say so. I've, I've visited places in my dreams that I've never been to before that I will go to in real life and recognize them from a dream that I had.
2: Yeah. I've, I've had dreams that were incredibly vivid that I've had deja vu of at Mm -hmm. later points. And even in the dreams, I recognize the deja vu, which in itself um, again, about astral travel, there's there's different levels. There's a low level, there's a medium level, and there's a high level. And uh, the lower levels of travel and the lower dimensions, um, they are what a lot of people recognize as purgatory. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a darker, lower energy um, frequency so there's there's it's it's essentially what you would think hell might be and then the middle uh is that middle uh, platform is kind of a little more akin to what you see on a day-to-day basis and you know there's the idea that there's multiple dimensions and uh, that we live on the third dimension, but there's, you know, fourth and fifth and sixth dimensions. I think it's 12 dimensions. And that each one is, you know, kind of like a shadow of the other thing. And so then there's higher dimensions where you can, where time moves in, in ways that you don't really understand and things are, are, too beautiful to to fully uh, articulate with with your own knowledge of the human language, and you you can't you can't describe it because it's so beautiful, and that's a lot of the times the stuff that you forget. And so um, one of the things I have I have this uh, this Fitbit, mm-hmm. you know, and so it it tracks your heart rate and how many steps you take and all that shit, but it also tracks your dreams. And so, um, like not your dreams, but your sleep. And so you, you, you have your rim and your deep and, uh, you know, kind of your basic and there's different lines of, of where you are asleep. And I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like, time moves faster when i'm asleep mm-hmm. like like when i close my eyes it's like i just go Doop, and then it's like Doop, and it's like fuck that, that how did that just happen <laughs> you know so okay. um i don't know that that was something about this film that really just kind of grabbed me and i'm sorry that i went on that <laughs> fucking tangent but I, I know that that wasn't very funny uh,
1: <laughs> no but it's <laughs> interesting yeah no but, um
2: yeah.
0: It, I think the fact that this movie has that entire plot really sets it apart. For It's not an average haunting movie. The, there's no other storyline, at least that I can think of, that's similar to the storyline in this movie as far as going into astral projection and everything. And it's interesting because it's such a kind of eerie and dark subject. Mm-hmm. That you would think would be explored more in horror, it's not like it's a new thing that's been happening. It's it's been decades, uh. So you you would think that it would have been touched on at some point. So,
1: do you think that the child is only astral projecting to this bad place? Because like, there's other places. Like he, you know what I mean. Like you would think. I think
2: untrained, you you'll probably end up more often than not in the lower dimension because
0: maybe that's why kids have more nightmares than adults
1: no I have a lot of nightmares they just don't scare me cause you know like when I'm dreaming elf guy over here no no when I'm I'm having a bad dream like I in my dream can say oh I'm sleeping this is a dream so like it doesn't that's called a
0: lucid dream yeah that's how my dreams
1: are yeah so like I always recognize like if it's a bad dream I'm always in my dream and I'm like Oh, you're fine. This is not real, and like then it's okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I don't. What if you weren't? I, there? I would think that kids would would project to happier
2: places. Uh, you know, and so subconsciously also he would say there's
1: transition. So
2: yeah, and, and if if you think about it, the the idea that they had is that you know while he's... because him and his father were both. What do they call them? Travelers?
1: Travelers, yeah. Uh,
2: so they were able to just naturally go. And so they're more receptive to these spirits or energies uh, encroaching upon them. Whereas most of us do it kind of sub unconsciously. And they're more conscious of it while they're there.
1: Mm.
2: And, you know, we learn in the second film uh, why. The, the father acts the way that he does and I think that those these two movies, the Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2, kind of need each other because yeah,
0: I, I did want to cover both of them, but We just didn't have time to watch the second because the second one picks up right where this one left off and it, it basically feels like one entire long movie
2: yeah, and, and they do some like Back to the Future 2 shit in it that I fucking <laughs> utterly just like adore <laughs> the, the the scene in this film where the knock at the door and he goes down and it's so so like you know random ghost scene but you know then it makes so much more sense with the second film and again going back and watching it like I did it, it's it's such a fucking rewarding thing that it's just like yeah dude that's fucking dope and it, it's timed perfectly like this, this dude's brilliant
1: mm-hmm.
0: there there's a few more things I wanted to bring up um, one was that what I, what I found interesting was these spirits that are really supposed to be the creepy part of the movie apart from the lipstick demon mm-hmm. they're just normal people and I thought that that was interesting um, because it's not like these like creepy decaying like ghosts oh, or they're anything like that. Creepy. They they're creepy, but like when it shows like they're the so little less. like the little boy, for example, when Tiptoe Through the Tulips is mm-hmm. playing and it, he he just looks like a normal little boy.
1: Yeah. The only scary part about that is Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> that song but, is
2: so fucking effective. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 100%. Who, who when when was this a catchy song? <laughs> <laughs> I don't this know, has always I been creepy. A it's gotta
0: be Yeah. He um he lived near where we grew up and um, family friends of my mom's own this deli and I guess he used to go in there all the time and they're like yeah he's an asshole
2: <laughs> I can imagine this is a weird fucking song yeah like, I he love in a, watching
1: he, like live performances he was in a horror him, movie I love watching live performances with him though because he's a very peculiar man he
0: was yeah. in a horror movie he plays a killer clown I don't remember what it's called but I've, I've wanted to watch it and I never watched it
2: hmm
1: We'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get on that.
0: Um, Another thing I want to bring up, and it's a specific scene, and to me, I would probably put this scene as one of my top five scariest scenes in a a horror movie. It just, even years after watching this movie for the first time, just thinking about it creeps me out. And it's the part where um, Barbara Hershey's character is talking about how she had a dream that she was in the house and she heard something in Dalton's room and it's just doing this like first person through the house and she says that there's something in the corner of Dalton's room and the door creaks open and the demon is just standing in the corner yeah but it's just a shadow And she's like asks what he wants and he just slowly raises and points at Dalton and it's just it scares the holy hell out of me and we were we're watching the movie and I knew what was gonna happen I could I can picture that scene in my head perfectly and it still scared me watching it uh
2: dude I know you guys like ooh it's Darth Maul but like (laughs) I don't know dude like that scene where and, and everybody's seen it now it, even I saw it before i had even seen the fucking film but mm-hmm. it still is super effective when she's telling the story and then the demon's right fucking behind him dude <laughs> I, I was like whoa shit and I, I knew it was coming
0: yeah I didn't mind that as much but the the part with the demon that I don't like is when they're in the further at the end of the movie and it, it's mainly the goat feet
2: <laughs> yeah I I don't know dude it's super effective to me. And I, I've, you know, since I've seen the movie, I've actually become aware of the pushback of uh, Darth Maul Demon. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, dude. I think he rocks. Uh, I think rocks. it works,
1: though, too, because, like, in the further, it's very monochromatic, so, like, everything is um, black and white. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a red door. There's, like, a hallway with red lighting. And then there's the... The, the demon's face, and it's only his face that's red. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it does like, create this very sinister like,
2: The kid's drawings of the demon, too, are mm-hmm. really effective to me. Like, yeah. it, it, especially uh, you know, I mentioned the Huggy Wuggy thing my kid draws pictures of the Huggy Wuggy that terrify me. It's just like, <laughs> what is this that,
1: children? creepy <laughs> shit? <laughs> my kid's not an artist. I'm, I have nothing to worry about.
0: The part in the further, two where he, um I forget the dad's name, I keep calling him Patrick Wilson, but where he's in, he goes back to their old house and there's the family that's there and they're just, like, perfectly still, but they're blinking. Yeah. And,
1: and the mother's, so, like, sitting there ironing. Yeah, and then he
0: goes in the other room and he hears a gunshot and he goes back and, like, she had, like, shot and killed all of them and it's just such a creepy, creepy... The but thing- it, it, it plays with the, the silence, but... Those violins will kick in when they need to.
2: And when they do, they do. They do so <laughs> fucking... Like, oh, dude. <laughs> I, I, and, is there anything other... Oh, sorry. Uh, is there anything else that you'd wanted to bring up with this movie?
0: Um, Not really. I just... I, I found it interesting talking about this movie since it's come out. Because I feel like there's no in between with it. Mm-hmm. It's either I talk to people and they say that movie's horrible, it's overrated, it's bad, or I talk to people and they're like, That movie's fucking amazing. I've never talked to somebody about Insidious and they're like, Ah, eh, it's alright. Like
2: Not a I, lot of meh, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's people love it or they hate it.
1: Hey, you gotta appreciate yeah. passion. <laughs>
0: but and I'm, I'm gonna
2: appreciate that divisiveness. Yeah. Uh, then let's rate this fucking puppy. Let's yeah. let's put a let's put a bow on this bitch. Sierra, <laughs> so I'm putting you
0: in the hot seat. What are you rating it?
1: I get to rate first. You get to go first. Oh, see, I need to like weigh on where you guys are at. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> where do I start? No, um, I don't like Ed Warren. I'm just gonna come out and say that <laughs> right off the bat. He's he he annoys me.
0: You called it. You kept calling him Dollar Store Chris Pratt. <laughs>
1: he does. He, yes, about his dude. Face yes. <laughs> looks familiar. It was does it was he? his
0: voice. His voice. He has the same exact voice as Chris Pratt. Yeah,
1: he he was. I was like, dude, this is douchey Pratt. He's such a jerk. <laughs> Um, Douche anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't like that actor very much. I liked him he he fit for, for Ed Warren. I didn't like him as a husband. He was awful.
0: I, I liked him. He's been in he was in Watchmen. He was in Hard
2: Candy. He was Osmandius. Was, was he one, the pervert right? in yeah. Hard Candy? He was the pervert in Hard Candy. Oh, uh,
1: he got Or no, he, he was got, the owl Man. He got tricked.
2: Osmandius was the
0: uh Yeah, he was Alman.
2: Billy Credup, right? Yep. That yeah, doesn't fucking.
1: <laughs> but you,
0: you were right. <laughs> oh, nice! It's
2: good to be right. It's good. To be right.
1: <laughs> but um, all in all, I really do enjoy this movie. I think that it is very, very um successful in what its its goal is. I think it does it does everything very well. And I think number one, it creates anxiety. And I think that if you can make people feel anxious while watching a horror movie, um, that's like half half the, the fun of it, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. I don't get anxious watching most horror movies. It's not something, unless it has very good, uh, typically it, it does very much come from the, the scores and the sounds and, and and the way that it's set up in that aspect. So uh, I feel like it did really great in that. I think it also did a um, great job using color. Um, yeah, no, and I, I, I don't know, I just liked it. I'd, I feel like we've talked about everything, so... Yeah.
0: So, what are you you rating it? Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I don't feel like rating it today, no. I'm going to go in with a 7-2.
2: So bad.
0: What you got, Larry?
2: All right, so... um, I really fucking love this movie. Like, I was not expecting to enjoy this movie as much as I did. And it it hit a lot of different points that i wasn't expecting it to hit i thought that they did a terrific job of really telling the the family dynamic drama as well as you know that that tension of you know our kid is in limbo he's in he's in a fucking coma uh i thought that you know because there's another film that came out around the same time i think it's called the haunting in connecticut where mm-hmm. the kid is, like, epileptic or some shit like that. And it doesn't... It's not as effective as this. Mm-hmm. I think that they... The, the, the real gem of this film is the believability of the cast and, and your willingness to um, care. Because that's important with a horror film. You have to care about what's going on, it can't just be, ooh, scoop, spooky, ooh, I'm going to jump out at you. Because, you know, it, like, you you don't get that rewatchability factor to it. And, and, you know, we had said that this felt like a remake of Poltergeist in, in, in all of the right ways, where it has this mysticism that is all its own you know when when they when they go into the seance stuff in the end of poltergeist they they do this thing where <clears throat> they they have the film one way and then hey yo it's good uh they have the film going one way and then they bring in these you know uh paranormal experts and the film takes a completely different turn, like it's a totally different movie, and it's almost like, you know, well now we have a weapon to counteract this this thing that's been tormenting us. But even then, they're they're not really safe, and you know the the stuff with astral travel and out of body experiences, like that stuff, clicks with me. So for me, uh, I'm gonna come in with a nine. Dang! I thought it was really, really, really fucking good
0: I'm actually really happy Because I I feel like I hyped this movie up a lot to you When, when I was talking to you about it And I uh. I remember you saying you were going to watch it And I was like, ah, oh, he's going to hate it He's going to be like, why did you do that? Why did you hype this movie up? And then you messaged me afterwards And you are like, Insidious was fucking brilliant And I said, oh yeah. my god
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really fucking good mm-hmm. uh, I... I can't stress how much I fucking enjoyed the experience of watching this movie. It was, it was one of those things that, like, uh, a lot like Antlers, where I put it on, thinking, okay, this is just going to be some slow. Yes, we're talking about Insidious. Uh, w- uh, this is going to be just some slow, you know, plotting, fucking, you know, art house. Uh, it's 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 about like, oh, this is this is scenery and all this all this shit, like. You know, and and it wasn't that. It it had every every fucking earmark of that. Like that's what the Conjuring was to me, where it was more atmospheric than <laughs> you know really tension driven. This was tension driven, and I I just it fucking works on a lot of different levels, and I fucking love Lynch in this.
1: I agree.
0: <laughs> um. I'm going to come in in the middle of you guys with an 8.5.
2: Um, That's a fair ass fucking rating too.
0: Yeah, I... I this movie holds up. Um, it, it, I feel like it's over 10 years old now. I don't remember exactly when it
1: came out. Nobody else I hates the say. douche husband? <laughs>
0: Gosh. Uh, um,
2: I, again, I watched Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2 back to back and so it's a more complete movie yeah we're recording right now uh it's a more complete movie and you get the character arc over the two films so if you only watch the first half then it's like oh this guy's a douche and i and i completely thought that watching the first one and you see the second one you you get that he was hypnotized and he's, it's like this weird coping mechanism with like PTSD where you know somebody that's been assaulted when they were a child kind of they can curl up in the sight of this thing you know so it, it works and again if if I hadn't watched the two back to back I'd probably be with you Sarah and saying that he's a total Douche canoe, but after you see the second one, it, it makes much more it's sense. Been a
1: minute, so I have to rewatch
2: the second one. <laughs> you As you should. As of right now,
1: he's Captain Douchebag.
2: Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm with I'm with you. But first half. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah I I I think that this movie it holds up. It still knowing everything that was gonna happen it still left me so anxious watching it
1: isn't it amazing how you get anxious at the title card <laughs> like yeah. you're like, you're like oh yeah. that music this um, is gonna be bad
0: but i i i think that lee one l and james wan are like the perfect fucking combo with horror and i think that james wan's name kind of gets soured just by the fact that everything
2: it's the song it, it's not
0: even i wouldn't even say it's the song movies i think it's everything that he touches becomes a franchise and mm-hmm. he, he, he cares so, about money i wouldn't even say he cares about money yeah, i he, think that's more the studio's decision because he's not really involved so like saw he set out to make i think i can't remember if he made the first two or the first three i want to say it was the first three and he said after three i I'm mm-hmm. done. and if you watch saw one through three they're perfect coherent story. They all connect, they all make sense. And then after that they just completely go down the drain. Same with the Conjuring. The first Conjuring fucking amazing. And then you have Annabelle, the Nun and all these shitty spin-offs that people are like you hear James Wan and you're like, "Oh, the guy who connected the Annabelle movie." And you're like, "Ah, no, he made the first Conjuring that was really fucking good." Yeah, and then He makes
1: <laughs> superhero movies too.
2: You want to you want to hear some fucked up shit? I I thought James Wan was the Fast and Furious guy until I watched Insidious.
0: <laughs> he did didn't he do Fast I'm not, Seven That that's, that's probably he? not good. He did one of the movies.
2: See, uh, then I then i He also wrong. made I Aquaman. He, yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> I saw that, uh, that that was when uh movie pass was still mm-hmm. a thing. So I, I would saw that in a theater and I wanted my money back. <laughs>
0: Which I think Patrick Wilson is also in that movie.
2: <laughs> yes, he is. But That's fucking... That's funny. So uh, <laughs> that's our, our average funny.
0: for the movie is an 8.2. The average on IMDb is a
1: 6.8. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot. <coughs> lot. <laughs> I,
2: I think that that's a lot of the, the fucking guys that are like, Oh, I, I've made my point. I'm going to reiterate yeah. my point over and over. <laughs> yeah, those guys. You know those guys.
1: It doesn't matter. I mean, we're not we're not true horror fans anyway. So what do yeah. we know?
2: Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> You're not
2: a real horror fan.
0: All right, so Larry, plugs. Where can people find you?
2: They can find me on TikTok. I'm, I'm literally on it right
1: now. <laughs> right now, you can go find him on TikTok.
2: <coughs> yeah, at Creature Pod. <coughs> Sorry about the coughing. I I do. That. <laughs> uh but no uh i keep wanting to bring creature features back especially whenever we have one of these like bi-monthly kind of conversations Mm -hmm. um i just don't want it yeah that's what kills me (laughs) is an exhausting process bro like i I just that shit fucking kills me and i just i every time i do it, it it kills my spirit and it makes me not want Mm -hmm. to do it but then i do one of these and i'm like yeah i feel fucking invigorated you know like let's do this (laughs) it's like there's so much more that goes into it's so fun to record
1: Mm -hmm. and it is not fun to to create
0: i i've been keeping it so minimal with editing and it's worked out because the episodes we've done since coming back have been so like we stay on topic we hit all the points we're straight to it and then we're good so really i don't have to worry about cutting anything it's just piecing the audio together throwing an intro together and then yeah and i
2: Uh, I, i'll i I apologize for going off oh no no no, you're good i just i just mean like i just mean like
0: so before we stopped like our kids were babies so we'd have to stop Mm -hmm. for like 10 minutes because one of them was crying and then we'd cover like three different movies so i'd have to like cut audio here and there and it was just so much I, I like this one movie straight through it and we're good. I don't mind the like yeah. off tangents that
1: it makes it yeah. easier to have tangents. Like you yeah. can have like funny little side conversations because yeah. like you're not on a time issue like you, we were when we were doing three movies. Yeah. Three fucking one
2: more thing I wanna to toss out to anybody that listens to your podcast. On on the Creature Features TikTok every Friday I review an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. So I am technically doing creature features type shit, but it's like with a visual medium. And uh, I I did one this week, uh, not the week that this will air, but I did one this week uh, that we're recording this episode where I reviewed It's a Miserable Life. And I had such a fucking fun time putting that together. Mm. It is like, so... It's weird because that's editing mm-hmm. but it's not the same. I guess it's because it's like five minutes long as opposed to an hour and a half and then you want to like do little dumb cl- creative flourishes. I think shit. the video uh, the
0: video aspect adds to it because like you had cut in like the commercials and everything and it, it made it fun and quirky. it was like a, a skit where
2: yeah uh, and I, I, I've got uh, like I just got a Michael Myers mask. Mm-hmm. And I bought it specifically for uh one of these uh, upcoming uh Freddy Friday videos. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um it it's I I've, I've got some funny shit that I'm trying to do uh with Michael Myers, freddy Krueger, and Jason Voorhees for for the uh for the next episode of Friday Fridays. So follow me on Creature Features. Do it at Creature Pod. <laughs>
0: Um, If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast. We are also on TikTok at Horror underscore Haven.
1: Dylan doesn't let me play with TikTok. (laughs) Why not? I'm weird.
0: I don't. I don't really keep up with social media too much. I'm trying to be a little bit better at it, but
2: you don't want her to do video <laughs> reply people not call it calling you a fucking non. Sierra horror.
0: is Cira, very confrontational, so she will get on there yeah, and be like, "Go fuck yourself."
1: <laughs> yeah, he tries yeah. to keep me looking yeah, nice. Yeah, you guys are gonna I'm...
0: get
2: bad like me. Yeah, like
0: um, I I did a video response to somebody who said we weren't. A tr- I wasn't a true horror fan because it's something I said about a movie. And I, I made it, like, funny. I made a joke out of it. And Sierra was commenting, like, on the guy, like, oh, fuck off, you piece of shit. <laughs>
2: and I'm like, dude, come yeah. on. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. I, you know, I dig that energy, though. Sometimes. It's, it's necessary. Like, I'm. And, and that's so funny because me and you are both, like, these kind of more chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I feel like laughs> and then our wives feel are feel both. This- Fucking hotheads. Like, Dylan
1: being chill. I'm like, just fucking stand up for yourself.
2: Uh, No, it's. Cause I don't know about you, but like confrontation, it's like. Eh.
0: I don't like confrontation, yeah. but I also am not bothered. So like people are when people are like, "You're not a true horror fan," I'm just like, "Okay, whatever, dude." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you're right.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. It, clearly.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> tune in next week. I don't know what we're gonna be covering That's yet. have Yeah, we haven't made a schedule for the next month, so.
2: That's an adventure. Yeah. Man. You know what you guys should cover. It's a film called Mutant. It's from 1984. It stars Wings Hauser.
1: Wayne's Hauser? Wings. Hauser.
2: Yes, Wings. That's a name. Hauser.
1: I added it. That is a fucking name. I added it to the
0: list.
2: You I think you would enjoy Mutant. It's it I I just watched it for the first time. It's available on Tubi. It's really fucking fun. I'm sorry I keep Stopping you from closing. No, you're good. No,
1: you're fine. <laughs> Dylan's actually panicking in the back of his head. He has to wake up at six. but that's- What do we do
2: next? <laughs> all right.
0: So, yeah, we're going to end the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate you and have a good night.
1: Bye.
2: Peace. <laughs> X-I-T. Exit. Good night. Oh, oh, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
0: Good
2: night.